You're listening to an Apple Biz Podcast. Hello there, everybody. My name is Thomas Domfeld, also known as Anonymous. In this podcast, I'm going to bring to you what's new in iOS 15. This is going to be an in-depth coverage of what you can expect and see and hear in iOS 15. I'm going to be covering a lot of different things, so it's going to be rather of a long podcast. So let's begin the show now. And now off to the in-depth coverage iOS 15. Now, this is not going to be covering everything you will see, find, and hear yourself. This is one of those fun things that I'm only going to cover some of the highlights, the what is you can find in iOS 15. There are other areas that you might find those hidden gems yourself. But I'm definitely going to be covering the ones that is most noticeable and those that I thought were worth mentioning in highlights for this podcast. Also to note that these are just going to be short and small bits of summary and information, what you can expect. In-depth podcasts of covering of each of the features can be expected in the future MI How-To series. Apple has always touted about accessibility and iOS 15 is no different. They have introduced some new accessibility options for us to take advantage of. And the first one up is the live text. Live text is allows you to see what is on the camera view. So when you have the camera up and you're using the back screen or the camera and you point it towards you something that has text on it, it will read to that to you. So here's a short example of that. New lose. A white paper bag with text and an image of a baseball player on it. Hidden Valley. Ranch. Tips. Mix. Tech text. Button. Now you heard the image being described to you, so it is a Hidden Valley Ranch package that I have. And you notice it's enable detect text. If you double tap that. Detect text. Selected. Detect text. Button. Text now detected. what you have towards the top here. Detected text. Hidden Valley. Thai. Originate. Ranch. Dips. Mix. Thick and creamy. Dip recipe. Hidden Valley. And then we have the various options as you go here to the right. Thai. Originate. Ranch. Dips. Mix. Thick and creamy. Dip recipe. Swipe bar tap to select text. Selected. Detect text. Button. Copy. Menu item. Now you get the option to copy what's been detected. Now note this particular feature is only going to be available on the newer devices. Those support with the A12 chips in it. In non-technical terms, that means you must have an iPhone 10 and newer. And yes, the iPhone SE second generation is part of that. We also have the Live Explore images. It allows us to explore the images itself. So this can be seen on any image that you come across on iOS, whether it's in messages, mail, photos, or anywhere that has contains an image, you can explore the item. So here's an example that I made of myself here. Live photo, 1.19 p.m. Live photo, 1.20 p.m. A person wearing headphones and holding a sheet of paper. Apple, pose. So here's a good one that I just did a demonstration for this particular feature for you. So you hear the image itself. If you want to explore it, you just swipe up. Explore image features. That's part of your rotor gestures or your actions. So you double tap this. Image Explorer. Heading. It's going to describe what's on the image itself and where. Done. Button. Computer monitor. Near right edge. So it sees a computer monitor at the lower right hand corner of the image. But here's the cool part. Computer monitor. Near left edge. Document. Apple. If it detects any text, text objects, within people. the image itself, so I'm holding up a piece of paper that says Apple, and I'm looking towards the sheet that has at it. Now, here's the other cool thing. Close. 
It says both. to access text. That Objects is my people. headphones. And when I was looking at the piece of paper, you're seeing a profile picture of me. So you're only seeing the profile, the right side of my face profile. And yes, I'm wearing a headphone for this podcast. And on the headphones itself, it says Bose. So that's because I've had Bose headphones. So let's see if it picks me up. Headphones near bottom left edge. Use the rotor to access text. Objects, so it sees people. the headphone that towards that direction. Right profile of a person's face with gray hair. Near bottom left edge. And there you Use go. The There's a picture of me <laughs> with gray hair. I should take that with an insult, but this is the new Explore image feature. Voice image description with markup. This gives us a little bit more power to our voice image description. So you are familiar with the voice image description in the previous feature and that allows us to see what's on the image itself. So they might say a computer is here, a mouse is there, or maybe it shows a lake with a mountain in the background. Now it has the ability to have that with a markup. This gives us a little bit more power. So if somebody wants to recreate what the voice image description is to say for a voiceover user, they just go to the photo of the self and the top right. Button. It's the edit button. Go to edit. Adjust. Heading. Markup. Button. And go to markup. This gives a person that is visual or sighted to be able to get more into the description itself. So if you want to have somebody describe that is Tom with his headphones, with his Bose headphone, and they can make that more descriptive for us. So every time we see the photo, when it says a voice image description, it now takes that markup that person had created for it and creates a whole new description for that image. And yes, that can be shared once the images is created and marked up that can be shared along with other people. And when it's shared, that markup goes along with that picture. There's a new gesture for voiceover users. And right now, voiceover will navigate by moving through items and group of items on the screen. So now to move into a group, we're gonna do a two finger swipe to the right. And to leave the group, we do a two finger swipe to the left. We also have another voiceover gesture is a two fingers quadruple tap. That means two finger tap four times on the screen will now bring up voiceover quick settings. This allows you to declutter your rotors where the rotors can be consistent with a lot of different options in there. And not only that, but sometimes rotor can be pretty hard to manage. So if you are want to access the voiceover quick settings, do a two finger quadruple tap. Voiceover settings, heading. And this settings can be Customize the way you want to. So I have it customized to what I want. So here's a couple examples of what the voiceover quick setting sounds like. Done. Button. Filter. Search field. Activities. Off. But always speak notifications. On. Audio ducking. Off. Direct touch. Off. Gesture direction. Automatic. Button. Image descriptions. On. Media descriptions. Speech. Button. And notice that the voiceover quick settings can be customized and reorganized the way you want to. You can find that within the settings. Go down to accessibility, to voiceover, and then to quick settings. And from here, you're able to see the various items that I have selected for myself. So anything that's selected is turned on. And you can double tap on item to deselect that you do not want to show on the screen. And then you get the option to reorder it. So here's a small sample. Quick settings, heading, selected, activities, reorder activities, selected. Always speak, reorder, always speak, selected. Audio ducking, reorder, audio duck, rail alert messages. Reorder Braille Alert, mess, Braille Auto Advance. Reorder Braille Auto Advance. Button, so those are draggable. some of the many, many features you can find within the quick settings to customize to your liking so it will declutter your rotor. 
There are now sound action with the switch controls. So you can find this under settings, accessibility, down to switch controls, double tap that, add controls, and then add sounds. This was designed for people that want to be able to use their sound to perform a certain feature. For example, click button. You can go clock button. Clock. Those kind of sounds can be assigned to this area along with other items. B sound button. A button. K sound button. Lock button. Mut button. Oil button. Pop button. If you want to sign that, double tap. System heading. You can sign those to anything that you want. For example, app switcher. Home. Notification center. Control center. If you want to sign that particular sound to a control center, double tap that. And then when you perform that sound, it'll activate the control center. Background sounds is something that Apple has now provided for those people that need some sort of a music or distraction in the background at all times. This gives them the ability to kind of give them the ability to focus on something they need and some sort of a distraction from what's going on. So this can be found in settings, accessibility, down to hearing vision, down to audio vision, then to background sounds, and then you have the various items to select from. Balanced noise, bright noise. Dark noise, ocean, rain. All sorts Actions of different available. noise like that. And if you want to use it, double tap. Selected, rain. And then we can turn this on. on. And then we hear that all the time in the background. A huge feature coming towards those low vision folks. This is going to be pretty significant. And I think this is probably one of the biggest new accessibility feature. And that is for the low vision folks out there. Now you can be able to set per app settings. What that means is that we are allowed to take an app and make modification to it to your liking. This can be found in settings, accessibility, all the way towards the bottom per app settings, double tap that, and then select the app that you want. So if you want a particular app that is not inverting right, or you want larger text and such, you select the app that you want, and then you have these following items that you can make modification to that app. Display and text size, bold text, larger text, button shapes, unslash off labels, reduce transparency, improve contrast, increase contrast, increase color contrast, differentiate without color, replaces user interface items, smart invert, smart invert reverses motion, heading, reduce motion, reduce the motion of the user interface, including the parallax effect. There's so many things in here that is going to be really beneficial. So if you have something that is just too bright and you have it on dark mode and it's not obeying to the dark mode, you can now invert that and change the color filters to that. If you want to make things bold or larger text, and that applies only to that app you load. So it is per app settings. You can now import audiograms for headphones accommodation. So under settings, accessibility down to audio visual, and then over to headphones accommodation, you can now import audiograms that are provided to you by your audiologist, or if you have a special app that provides the audiogram to you. So you get the option to when you get an audiogram in hands, you can be able to do several options to import the audiogram. Add audiogram, heading, import an audiogram into health to use with headphone accommodations. This is where you can import it. So if you have it in PDF or in a, you scanned it, you can use it this way. Camera. Use the camera to photograph your audiogram. You can take a camera and take a picture of the audiogram graph itself. Photos. Use a photo of an audiogram that's in your photo. Or if you have already taken the photo in your photo library. So now you'll be able to take a picture or import your audiogram and that'll place that audiogram into your headphones accommodation. The magnifier becomes standalone now. So in the past, if you're low vision, you had to turn on 
the magnifier to be able to see the app itself or able to use it. Now, magnifier is a standalone icon that you will find under utilities as a default magnifier. And it's listed as magnifier. Memojis now include some accessibility options such as soft helmet, oxygen tubes, and cochlear implants are among the few you can pick in with your Memojis that can self-represent yourself better in terms of having disability. Those that use voice controls, you are now able to uh, take advantage of new language supports in this, such as German, Germany, button. You now have German, French, France, button. French, Chinese, China, mainland, button. For Mandarin, Chinese, Hong Kong, button. And Cantonese. Let's talk about Siri. What's new with Siri? So Siri has a nice feature here. It has the on-device speech processing, which means that it now processes your voice commands that you have requested from Siri or dictation. That no longer goes out to the internet and to their server to process and comes back. Because of that, there's a slight delay, and that can take uptime, especially if you're on a slow connection, now that you'll be able to process it on the device itself. So it's very quick, spontaneous, and you get a quick result. This really comes in handy, and it's really quick and fast, especially the on-device piece processing. You'd be amazed how quickly things get done, and it's just snappy. Uh, if you don't have to wait for a second or two. It just goes zip, 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 zip. And as an example, I'll do this. Open mail. Mail. Mail already open. Back button. Open messages. And it's already open. Messages. Message. It's just so much faster, and you'll notice the speed of this. Now, note this particular feature it's only going to be available on the newer devices, those support with the A12 chips in it. In non-technical terms, that means you must have an iPhone 10 and newer. And yes, the iPhone SE second generation is part of that. There are new Neuron's text-to-speech languages for Siri, folks, um, in the available countries I'm going to mention here. For Sweden, for their Swedish language. Danish, for the Denmark country. Norwegian for Norway, and to final it up is Finnish for Finland. So those are very welcome new add-ons to Siri Voices to those countries. Maintaining contact. So this is allow I can ask Siri a particular question and then do a follow-up to that same topic without losing beat, without having to repeat myself. So for example, if I want to ask... Who is the lead vocalist for Echo and the Bunnymen? The answer I found is Ian McCulloch. How old is he? Ian McCulloch is 62 years old. So in that example, when I asked who the lead vocalist for Echo and the Bunnymen, it came up with a gentleman named Ian McAuliffe, and then I could follow up without asking how old Ian McAuliffe is. I'm just able to say, how old is he? So this is the new follow-up and maintaining contact with Siri. Refer to on-screen contact. This is kind of a nice one. I would like this feature. If you are within the contact app itself and you see a particular person on your contact, you have that person open, or you're in a message app, or you're in notification, or you miss a call on the phone app, you can now ask Siri without having to add their name. So you can just say, so if I called you, for example, um, or you have my name brought up on contacts app, you can just say, 
message him, then I'm on my way. Or you can say message them or anything like that or call them, and it will just automatically know who you're referring to so you no longer have to say text message Thomas Donville, for example. So this is a nice feature. Offline support, this is kind of a big one. Um, this is also you need a newer iPhone X models and newer. What this allows us to do is to be able to ask Siri certain tasks. Only certain words will work on this mode. So if you have no internet whatsoever, so no cell or Wi-Fi, you'll be able to still maintain and be able to set timers, open settings, and etc. Sharing is also another item you can now take advantage with sharing with Siri. This is a really cool feature. I like this a lot. I know I'm going to say this quite a bit through this podcast, but what makes this really compelling is very much like the refer contact that I mentioned just a moment ago. This is the same philosophy, but you can do this within certain apps that Apple provides. For example, let's say I'm in Photos. I like a picture that I'm looking at. I want to share that. You can just simply tell Siri, share this with Thomas Donville, for example, and it'll automatically ask you how you want to share this without having to ask anything else. This is the same for web pages, contents from Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Apple News, and Maps. And I'll show you an example of this. So here's an example. I'm in Apple Music. If I want to share this content with myself or someone, Bible Dreams. So I have a song called Bible Dreams. The Wild Swans. By the Wild Swans here. So I'm just going to say, share this with Thomas Domville. Which of these should I use for Thomas Domville? iPhone phone, home email, or work email? And as you can see, that just makes things so much easier. I love that. So it's just being able to not have to find the share button or whatever. You can just ask Siri to share that with your friends or family. Home screen gets a little bit more powerful in terms of what you can do with the home screen. So if you go in the edit mode on the home screen, go to the page number of the home screen, double tap, you'll get to this new area here, which you will hear all your pages. And let me show you what you can do in this area. Page one, visible. Page two, visible. I have two pages that are on my device. So if you have three or four pages, check this out. You can now hide each one of those as you could do in iOS 14 before, and you could just hide a particular home screen and all those apps will go to the app library, right? So if I double tap this. Page two, hidden. It's now hidden, double tap again. Page two, visible. Invisible. Now I'll show you what the new items that you can expect. Page two, hidden. Now when you highlight something or is now hidden, check this out. I'm going to swipe up. Drag screen. I can drag this screen. So if you have three or four screens, guess what? You can drag that. So if you have four pages and you want page four now to be page two or page three to be page one and et cetera, vice versa, you have the power to reorder how you want the home screen to look. That's nice. Another option is to swipe up again. Delete is to delete. This will actually delete the home screen. So no longer is it not just hidden, but you can now delete it entirely. Now, of course, when you delete a home screen, you're not deleting all the apps within the home screen page, but essentially you're just deleting the page itself. Focus is a new feature, and I think this is probably the biggest new feature that you will find in terms of outside of being 
an accessibility feature. I love focus. So let's talk about focus. What is this focus all about? You may have remembered what do not disturb was. That allows us to, to set up a time that we want to do not disturb to come on. And essentially what that allows me to do is to silence all the notifications and phone calls and stuff like that. And so I can be focused in my do not disturb mode. Well, they enhance this to focus. So it is now robust and it's really, really a powerful new feature. So now when you build in the focus, you go into settings, go down to focus. Focus, heading, add button. You have the ability to add a different focus. You have different ads such as do not disturb, personal, set, sleep, set, work, set up, focus, silences, alerts, and notifications. You have all those different genres or categories of types of focus you want to do. So you could be working out or you could be at work or you are um, reading a book and you just want do not disturb. These are all the different things. And yes, you can add your own type of focus along using one of the default of what Apple gives us. To give you an example. Do not disturb. Button. I use do not disturb quite a bit. Turn that on. Do not disturb. Image. Do not disturb. Switch button. Off. Allowed notifications. Heading. Essentially, when I'm in the do not disturb mode or focus mode, what we get, can do now, we can add people and apps to that focus. That means I only want certain people to be able to get through when I'm in this focus mode. So if they text me or call me, these are important people that I want to keep. Apps are the same way. What apps do you want to get notified that you really need to have during this time? People, Angela, Carol, Christina, Joey, Kara, Kara, button. Those are some of the people I have. If you double tap that, that will bring up a list of people you can select from. Apps, Dark Sky, Messages, Storm Shield, Clock, Button. Those are the things that I want to be notified when I do not disturb. So you can select what apps you want. Allow calls and notifications from people, apps, and those marked as time sensitive when this focus is on. Options, Heading, Focus Status, On, Button. A blue focus circle. Status allows you to say, if you turn this on, so if your messages, or I should say, if somebody texts you via message, that app will see if you have the focus on shared. So in other words, if they text you, it will automatically send a message back to them to say, hey, Thomas is in Do Not Disturb. He is not want to be disturbed at this time. You turn that option off if you don't want them to see that. Yes, they do have the option to override it and say this is really important and they can send you the message anyway. This also applies to apps that takes advantage of this new focus permission. Home screen button. A digital screen with home screen you can do exactly that so if you have four home screens i only want to show one home screen to come up that will show up during that focus mode lock screen button a black rectangle on a blue surface turn on automatically heading you can have this turn on automatically which is really cool if you come down to this feature here 11 add schedule or automation button a blue at schedule or automation this is powerful this means i can say um when I come home, I can make a location to work or my gym or home. So if I go to work, it will sense and will know I'm at work and it'll turn on work mode automatically without having you to turn each of the focus mode on. That is powerful. The other cool that is powerful, if you are playing a game and I want to double tap Dice World or something, you can assign a focus mode to an app. So essentially what that means, I can have Do Not Disturb while I'm on Dice World. So I'll 
double tap dice roll, it brings up the game, and then it will bring up the do not disturb mode focus automatically. So those focus, I can focus and enjoy my game. Same way to books and etc. like that. So this is focus. We're going to head over to your Apple ID area. So under settings profile at the top, double tap your name. We're going to go into password and security and then down to account recovery. One of the new options in here. Recovery assistance. It's recovery assistant. This is a new feature that allows you to sign people to help you recover your account. Add recovery contact button. Account recovery contact heading. Add someone you trust, choose a friend or family member to add as a recovery contact for your account. The person you choose must be at least 13 years old and have an Apple device. Essentially, when you assign somebody to that, if you lose your password or you can't gain to your phone, this person will be able to help you regain back into your account. Now, within the same settings area, the profiles, and then to double tap your Apple ID, and then go to password and security now has digital legacy. There's a button there that will help you preserve your legacy and have people access your iCloud. This is when you pass away or somebody you love dies. So if you want to make sure that your account, so your photos and et cetera, doesn't completely go away, this allows you to set up people that you love that can have access to your account once you pass away and they can gain access to your iCloud to those photos and such. iCloud has made some several changes and minor features for you to know. So if you go into settings, go to the top of, to your profile where your Apple ID, double tap that, go down to iCloud. Now where they will be offering something called iCloud Plus. iCloud Plus, 5.2 gigabytes of 50 iCloud Plus is a new feature if you are subscribed to or have a subscription to the iCloud, you will now get some new features with this. So let's show you some of the new things that you can find in this iCloud area. One of those items private relay on is a button. private relay. This is something really important that it is not system wide, but it is mostly to your Safari. So private relay allows you to encrypt and make your surfing on Safari private so it hides your IP address which is a very nice feature a very VPN-ish like but is a great direction to prevent trackers from knowing where you are coming from so it keeps your your data and security private hide my email button hide my email is another option this is a really nice one this is something that's a little bit more than what it had before in previous iOS. You can now get throwaway emails. Yes, you got these disposable emails. It will create emails for you that you can use as an email for different sites and such. And yes, you can delete them as you wish. Let's dive into the Safari. Now, this is going to be a love and hate relationship. This, this is fluid. At the time of this podcast, they seem to be making changes every week to this. So I'm going to be guessing to, it's going to be making final tweaks and touches all the way down to the GM. But what you see here is pretty much the core, and you're going to see what these differences are. There are some major UI changes I want to explain. Now, before we get to the major UIs, we have a new start page. So if you have nothing loaded, there's no pages up, and you have everything closed, this new start page is customizable. So you, what you can expect to find in this page 
shared with you. Heading. Are the stuff that are shared with you. Now, you're going to see this a lot throughout the iOS 15 itself. Shared with you is a new option, new feature that is shared with you by other people. You're going to find a lot of this being shared to you by emails or messages, messages for myself. So anything that's shared with you via message, for example, say somebody has, hey, I think you'd be interested in this music, or I think you'd be interested in this article, and et cetera, et cetera. And it's going to be all across. You're going to see that in Apple News, podcasts, music, all across. And websites or Safari is no exception. So you're going to see what all the web link has been shared to you. Fantasy football join. Fantasy.s. Disneyland rolls out four-tier magic key annual pass. You can hear my fantasy football was gaining up, and there's some Disney news that has been shared to me via messages and those will show up here the nice thing about that is that i don't have to go back to the messages to find that article was shared to me you go directly to safari privacy report heading. you still have the privacy report area that will be in this area reading list heading you know how something called the reading list this is another option that you'll see come up on here as well animals return to habitats around tree of life net slash new so i was reading about animal kingdom at walt disney world so this is one of those things Edit. Button. And then the edit. Let me show you the edit button here. Edit. Use start page on all devices. Switch button. You can now customize how the start page works. So you have all these items. Safari will sync your start page appearance through iCloud. Safari. Favorites. Switch button. Favorites. Reorder. Fav frequently visited. Switch button. Frequently visit. Reorder. Frequently shared with you. Switch. There's a shared with you we just saw. Reorder. Shared. Privacy report. Switch. Privacy report. Reorder. Series suggestions. Switch button. Reorder series. Reading list. Switch button. Reorder reading, iCloud tabs, switch button, on. Reorder iCloud tab, background image, switch button, on. This is new background image. You can now include a background image to this start page for those with low vision. And this is completely customizable, so you can turn things on or off or move things around. Now, Safari itself got some major user interface change to it. Now, there's some good news and bad news. I'm going to show you both real quickly. So now when you bring up Safari and you have a page loaded up, so in this example, I have AppleViz loaded up here. Welcome to AppleViz, founded in 2010. You're going to notice the web address bar is not at the top anymore. It's at the bottom of the screen. So when you tap the very bottom part of the screen. Address, aplevis.com, secure, private, collapsed. You Double hear a expand. new item called collapse. Yes. So by default, it's collapse. And you have to uncollapse this by doing a one-finger double tap. And that will expand this little bar area. So double tap this. Address, aplevis.com, secure, text field. Now it becomes a text box so you can enter the web address. Now some of the things I want to note in this time of the podcast. Now, during the beta cycle, this Safari has been extremely fluid and meaning that this has been changing all every single beta so hopefully the core aspect of this podcast about the safari still exists it might change a little bit so it may be different by mileage what you hear on this podcast okay so essentially what happens you open up the text box and now you have the web address to the left of this page settings button you now have Swipe your page settings. So if you go to the right, address, you have the address bar, keep going to the right. Refresh button. And then we get to the toolbar, back, dim. back button. Now, check this out. Now on the screen, at the very bottom left, so toolbar, back, dim. is the button. back. Double. Just above this back button is your page settings. Page settings button. And that is where the address bar is. Yes. So you have two lines here. It kind of, whoa, I don't know what to tell you, but 
I just want to let you know where that's located. Now go back to the bottom left. Toolbar. Back. Dimmed. At the back. Forward. Forward. Share. Button. Show bookmarks. Button. Tabs. And then lastly, it tabs at the bottom right-hand corner. Now, if you want to collapse this, swipe up. Collapse. And double tap. And that collapses the bar at the bottom. Now, I mentioned good news. Yes, good news as if this recording, if you go under settings under Safari, there's now option to have this toolbar at the top rather than the bottom. So be aware when you jumped into Safari, how big of a significant change this is. We now have something called tab groups under Safari. Go to the bottom right hand corner when the address bar is uncollapsed. There's the tab button. Double tap that tab and then you'll be presented a tab groups, private tab groups area. This tab groups allows you to assign different groups of tabs. So let's just say I have work related tabs that I always keep open. Say there's three or four tabs and you want to keep open and you don't want to close those. So you can create a new tab group, assign it a name, call it work, for example. And those four tabs will go into that group. You can go back to that group and pick work and those four tabs mysteriously appear. And this can be vice versa. You can put multiple tab groups in there for school or for home or whatever. You can sign different tab groups. Other small new feature within Safari is that now it will allow new extensions that you can add to Safari that you use on your, your Mac. We have always had extension for ad blockers, but they're going to expand on this. So this is a very welcome new feature. What those extensions will be, I don't know, but I'm looking forward to those as I use many extensions myself on my Windows platform and on my Mac for Google Chrome extensions, if you're familiar with that. There's a new gesture in Safari as well. Let me show you what this does and how to do it. So I'm on a web page here. So AppleViz is up here. Welcome to Apple Now, you know, you can do a three finger swipe up page two of nine and I'll take you to the different pages as you scroll down. Now, if you go back up page one of nine, you go up. So once you get to the page one, then do this again, three finger swipe down page one of nine. It will then refresh the page. So the new three finger pull down a PTR pull to refresh does that exactly pull to refresh or refresh the other one real quick i'm going to show you it's not a new gesture but towards the address bar address aplevis.com when you find the address bar towards the bottom if you use adder the action rotor you just swipe down show reader view it shows the reader view if that's one available for that page and check this out Previous tab, Freedom Scientific High Quality Video Magnifiers, Rail Displays, Screen Magnification Software, and Number One Screen Reader, Jaws. So this will take you to your previous tab that you have open. So you can go through the various tabs just by swiping down. Next tab, National Weather Service. And etc. Secure browsing in Safari. This is a nice feature. I like seeing this. It will help you being secured on Safari. So Safari has a built-in little thing that allows you to go to a page securely. So in other words, if I would go to AppleViz.com, what it will do, it will search, see if AppleViz.com has an HTTPS so it can land on that page securely. And with the S, that means it's secured and everything is encrypted. And if it doesn't have the HTTPS available, it will just default back to HTTP. So this is a really nice new secure browsing feature. This feature is going to be very well welcome for those that do not have a subscription to iCloud Plus. So if you don't have the subscription like myself, so if you're, you may be 
confined to the five gig limit. Have you noticed when you transfer your phone, that can be very difficult and I would love to recover from my iCloud, but I only have so much space to put in it. So if you have a lot of photos, messages, and et cetera, and you know what I mean, it can go with the five gig easily. And I think Apple recognized that not everybody wants to have an iCloud account. So they're gonna make transferring your iPhone so much easier. So I'm gonna show you what they made changes in here. So if you go into settings, go into general, well, where we used to have reset. Transfer or reset iPhone button. Is now transfer and reset. So if you double tap this. Transfer or reset iPhone heading. I'm gonna to go to the button here. Get started button. Here we are. Get extra iCloud storage to move apps and data. You're eligible for as much free iCloud storage as you need to move apps and data to your new iPhone. Free iCloud backup storage expires within 21 days of starting your iCloud backup. If your iPhone doesn't arrive within 21 days, you can request additional time. This is beautiful. So this is where you come to get started that you want to begin to transfer your things or your apps and settings up to the cloud. This is the nice feature. This will allow you to go over the five gig of space. It will give you unlimited space that you need for 21 days until you get your new iPhone. Then you can restore that iCloud to your new phone without having to worry exceeding the five gig limit. Notification has something called notification summary now. If you go into settings under notifications, you'll notice that they're now a notification summary. Notification summary, heading. And within here, bundle non urgent notifications and receive them in a summary at convenient times. So this is essentially what it says. So you can now bundle non important notifications as a summary and be scheduled to send to you at a certain time of the day. Now, certain messages and phone calls will still come through as you define it to be. Schedule delivery. Choose when you'd like your notification summary to arrive. Get what's important, calls, direct messages, and time-sensitive notifications will be delivered immediately, even for apps in your summary. Exactly. So this is a really kind of a cool thing. If you'd like to get summarized of the non-important notifications in a one easy glance look at conveniently at a certain time in the day. Another new item under notifications, really under the notification center. So when you drag down from the top to your notification center, you get all the notifications. So I'm going to show you what's new in this. Ring grouped 31 minutes ago. So ring is my doorbell. That's a doorbell that I have that detects if there's motions or people's at the door. Check this out. So if you use a rotor action by, by swiping down. Options. You now have options. Now you double tap this, go to the top here. Ring notifications, heading. And go to the right. Mute for one hour, button. Now you can have the option to mute things for a certain amount of time. Mute for today, button. View settings, button. Turn off, button. Dismiss context menu, Or completely button. turn it off entirely. This works for every notification that you see on your notification screen. And that also affects in on your lock screen as well. Weather gets an overhaul. Uh, mostly visually aspect of it. So those with low vision are going to enjoy the new visual things you will find on here. There's lots of maps, graphs, and all sorts of like. But for those that are completely blind and want to use specifically voiceover, there are some new features in here. It got some elements, not so much new elements, but what is in addition to the element. For example, let's check in what my current weather is. Please sum it. 88 degrees, feels like 93 degrees, sunny, high 90 degrees, low 70 degrees. And then when you go to the right of this, this is what's new. Partly cloudy conditions from 4 p.m. minus 6 p.m. with isolated thunderstorms expected at 6 p.m. 
This is kind of a future cast, so dark skies gets built into the future cast. So if it's going to tell you it's going to rain within the next 20 minutes or so, it's going to appear here. And so this is a nice new feature here. It is in container still. Now I'll show you some other elements they've changed to. Air quality, 41, good. Air quality is 41, which is the same as yesterday at about this time. They add just a little bit to it, even though we have the air quality before, but you could tell you if it was the same as yesterday or and etc. This is kind of cool. UV index, six, high, use sun protection until 5 p.m. Minimum value, one, maximum value, 11 plus. Now, instead of just telling you the UV, it's telling you when you should be able to expect to use sun protection and when you shouldn't throughout the day. Rainfall, zero inches in last 24 hours, 25 inches expected in next 24 hours. That's kind of a new one. So not only tells you what the rain amount, but it will give you a prediction or forecast for rain and how much you can expect and when. Feels like 93 degrees. Humidity is making it feel hotter. Gives you a little bit idea. So the humidity is making it hotter. So you know that there's a heat index or the real feel is higher than what expect. So so are some of the new elements that have added to the weather. Another feature in weather I truly love and as you know, dark skies is slowly but surely being implemented and included into the weather. If you go into the weather itself and then go to the bottom and you edit the location, and then at the top right, you go to more. Notifications button. Then you get to something called notification. What is this cool little thing? This is a game changer. I love this new feature. Show me show what this is. Notifications heading. Go to top. Weather will send you a notification when rain or snow is starting or stopping. That's correct. So now you can turn on if you want to be alert to rain or snow that's coming to your location. That's not just tied to your location, but it's also tied to any other locations you have added to the weather to watch. So it will now start sending you rain alert or snow alert for your area. Let's talk about the Find My. What have we got new in this area? Now, there's some pretty powerful stuff in here. The first feature you're going to find, we now go to the bottom left where it has the People tab. In the past, when you tried to search for somebody, it was delayed. So it was an X number of minutes or seconds, depending on data and, and such. It was delayed. Now, this is live. This is in real time. So you're now able to find people or family in real time as they move. We now have something called Find My Separation. This is kind of a huge deal for me. I love this quite a bit. Now, any devices that you own, those could be AirPods, AirTags, and some third-party accessories will now allow you to do these following items. Now, some of these things we had before, but some of them are new. So, for example, AirPod Max, I can now... Play sound off. Play sounds, for example. Now, I'm using my AirTags here as an example, you can also find directions directions with you to your devices as well. And then lastly, we have the separation, as I mentioned before. Selected. Notify when left behind on button. It's notify you when it's left behind. This is a really cool feature. So if you have an AirTag or an AirPod, you can now tag that. Say, let me know when I left it behind. And how this works is if it separates you X number of feet, it will notify, hey, you left, for example, my AirTag is to my backpack. Hey, you left your backpack behind at such and such. It'll give you the address to it. And you can make this even more powerful. I can also indicate that, hey, this AirTag 
if it's at home, it will recognize you're at home and it won't let you know every time you leave your home, your devices doesn't always say, hey, you're leaving me behind. So this is a great new feature to have. And also in the Find My, just to have you know, and it's more of a security to you and kind of a relief at the same time, it's called the Find My Network. This allows us to, or I should say Apple, had this magic up his sleeve. So if you were to lose your iPhone for whatever reason that is, and typically we use the Find My to find your device. Well, believe it or not, as long as you have not turned off Find My under your iCloud under settings, so if somebody has taken your phone or whatever not, believe it or not, now if the iPhone is completely turned off and or has been reset on whatever the like, you are still able to find your phone. So how this works is it's magic. So there's this little thing within the iPhone itself, even when it's turned off, it's still emitting this, just this little slight Bluetooth transmission. And if anybody nearby picks that up with another iPhone, it will tell Apple, it's over here and I see it and it will now show up on your Find My. This is a really cool, nice feature. You can now request for a refund on in-app purchases inside an app. Now, the developers of the app have to implement this new feature, but in the future and very near you, isn't that within the app, you will now be able to double tap a button and ask for a refund for in-app purchases. Long overdue, I love this one. AirPrint gets a major overhaul. I use this heavily. I have a special Wi-Fi printer that I print to all the time. This is long overdue, and I'm glad that Apple have taken notice that we want new options for AirPrint. So let me show you some of the options you can find in with an AirPrint. Presets, default setting. You have the presets now that allows you to choose black and white colors and different presets for your printer. One copy button. You can now have the option to say, I want to make more than one copies and such. It gives you a nice layout for increment, decrement. Decrement, increment, double-sided, switch button, on. Paper size, letter, button. Orientation, portrait, button. Has new orientations. Selected, portrait, landscape, button. Goes in landscape and more. Also along with home screen, Apple has now given us more widgets that we can add to the home screen, such as Find my button. You can now add find my onto your as a widget. Game center button. Game center. Mail button. Mail, which is long overdue. App store button. App store. The health app got a couple new features as well. You can now share with family or doctors and such. So if you go to the health app itself, second tab bottom to the left is sharing. And then we're going to head over to Health sharing, you're in control. Keep friends and family up to date on how you're doing by securely sharing your health data. Dashboard and notifications. Data you share will appear in their health app. They can also get notifications if there's an update. Private and secure. Only a summary of each topic is shared, not the details. The information is encrypted and you can stop sharing at any time. Share with someone. Share with someone. Button. And that's a self-explanatory there. So you can now share your health share with family and friends. Which is a good way in keeping track of your loved ones. Also in the health feature is the walk steadiness. This can be found under the health app itself. Go to the bottom center where we have for browse, head over to mobility, and then swipe to the right until you get to walking steadiness, August 18th, low, August 11th to 18th, button. It gives you day by day, week, and lets you know if your walking steadiness is even 
or if you have an issue where you like to favor one leg or another, this is a great option to check out about your walking steadiness. Messages gets a couple new features as well. For those with low vision are going to notice right away, the photos are looked a little different how they appear. So if you have a stack of photos, so you have a small bunch of photos, they're gonna be in a collage style. So they're gonna be in, in kind of a grid style. And if there's a large number of photos, you can opt in to do just be able to see one photo at a time and then swipe to left and right and see the photos one at a time from there. The other new feature with a message is now you can pin items to the top of the conversation. So for example, your iMessage, new Disney Genie service launches this quality. So I sent a message, it's an article that pinpoints the new Genie Plus at the Walt Disney World. If they send something, photos, articles, and whatever, and it gets lost in the conversation, right? Well, you can now pin it. Drag, more, pin. As you swipe up, you get to the pin, and that pin will allow that item that you want to pin to the top of the conversation so you are able to access it easier from there. For those with AirPods Pros or AirPods Max, you will notice something that kicks in automatically called Spatialized Audio. This will take non-specific stereo and put it into spatial audio for you automatically. For example, so let's say where I'm in Spotify that does not have spatial audio implemented or Adobe Atmos, it will automatically try to specialize the audio for you on the fly. I really notice this for those in the United States when you use Bard. I notice this quite a bit when I'm reading a book and it's kind of disconcerting. And yes, you can turn this option off. I'm here, my book and spatial audio. How crazy is that? So you'll see this throughout different apps that will try to specialize the audio for you on the fly. We now have a built-in authenticator Yes, this is a built-in password authenticator in iOS 15, which is very helpful. If you use Amazon, Google, Facebook, whatever not that uses the two-step verification, and you typically had to use an app or it would have to send you a notification to be able to put in the number, and then you were authenticated. Well, no more. That is built into this beautiful iOS 15. It's not an easy step to go through this process, but I will show you where and some places you can find it. So in Facebook, for example, if I go under settings and then under password and into Facebook, that's if you already installed or gone to Facebook on Safari and signed in and it's in your key chain already. So in my case, I open up Facebook in my keychain, and then you're going to go down until you find the headings that says account options heading go to the right set up verification code that is where you can set up the verification code now you can do this with an app so like facebook for example under more and under security there's a place in there you can do the same there you just tell facebook you're going to use your iphone as an authenticator and it will incorporate that so it's a nice new feature voice memo gets a nice little feature it allows you to skip gaps of silence. So if you have silence moment in between talking, so if you are recording a conversation or a lecture or whatever not, and they stop talking for a little bit and then they start talking again, you can remove that silence gap. A very cool feature like this. If you go into voice memo, go into the recording of choice, double tap that, and then find the, the playbacks option. And then we're gonna go down until you find skip silence. The skip silence area. Switch button off. And just simply turn that on. And now when you turn this on, 
all the silence are removed and there's no gaps. FaceTime got some significant update and there's a lot of changes involved. So let me show you some of those. The first one you're going to see when you go to FaceTime now. FaceTime, heading, create link, button. It's an option to create link. Yes, you still have the option to create a FaceTime with the other friends, but this link is a new one. And a lot of you are going to like this. So now you'll be able to invite your friends that are on Google, Android, Windows, or whatever not. It's as simple as double tapping that link and it appears as if, like a share. You can either share it by message, email, and etc. So let's just say I send myself a link to myself by message. So I have a message up here. Thomas, join my FaceTime, 1.50 p.m. It tells you to join my FaceTime. And it goes to write one more. Dry message, FaceTime, link, 1.50 p.m. And it gives you a link right there. So this will work through the iPhone, Android, and Windows. If you double tap that, it'll bring up the either the web, the Safari, or a web browser of your choice in Android and Windows. And there you can join FaceTime. Pretty cool. FaceTime also now includes a portrait for FaceTime. Now, portrait mode, some of you may or may not know. So if you are familiar with the camera portrait mode, what this does is that it will focus on the person itself. And when portrait mode is turned on, it blurs everything in the background. So you just get the really nice, clean look at you for the primary focus with everything in the background. So this is for privacy stake. Um, you don't want anybody to see where you are or if your bedroom is a complete mess or a disaster, you can turn the portrait mode on. So when you're in FaceTime, you just go to the right before you join the FaceTime itself. And when you click on a link or you join it before you join that, you're given the option to blur background button, blur background. And with that, you just double tap that and you are set. Selected blur background. And that is how you turn portrait mode on and FaceTime. Another really nice feature in FaceTime is the mute. Mute off button. If you turn mute on and then you're in the FaceTime conversation with your friends and you forget, it will pop up an alert to let you know, hey, your mute is on. And so it detects your voice and then that way you can be able to turn off the mute. Otherwise, you'll be just be talking and talking and they, you have no idea why they're not talking or hearing you when you speak. Another great Feature is the voice isolation mode and wide spectrum mode. Well, let me explain the difference there. So when you're in FaceTime itself, if you put isolation mode on, that allows you to remove everything in the background. So it tries to do its best to do some sort of a noise compression or cancellation of the background. So you have a noisy air conditioning or heater or fan, it will try to reduce that so people can hear you better. The wide spectrum mode allows you to hear everything it is so sensitive boy you could probably hear a mouse just walking across your floor it's that sensitive so how do you get to that area good question when you're in the facetime itself you just go to the control center control center and under control center what you're going to look for mic mode it's mic mode double tap that and then we get the following options voice isolation button that's where you double tap if you want voice isolation wide spectrum button or you can double tap that for Y Spectrum. And that's going to wrap up for what's new in iOS 15. Once again, this is pretty much of a highlight and summarize of the things that I thought was most notable for you to know within iOS 15. There are many other features that I did not go over in this podcast, as you will find as you dig into iOS 15. Lots of little 
features along with tweaks pretty much everywhere in the iOS 15. Now, before we go, I do want to make a mention. Some people may be wondering, what iOS 15, what device will this be supported on? That's a good question. Believe it or not, this has not changed. So another year without eliminating any models for the iPhones. Essentially, it still is that the same with the iPhone 6s and newer. We'll still be able to obtain the latest and greatest iOS which is just remarkable, as I think this is a record for a number of iOS can be supported on an iPhone. So this iPhone success is, gosh, what, four or five years old, and still can support iOS. It's just remarkable. And I think it's going to please a lot of people in knowing that. And as a reminder, I will be releasing a handful of how-to podcasts that will go in-depth for the features that were mentioned in this podcast. This was more of a summary and highlight, and the how-tos will be more of the in-depth, step-by-step process, how to use a certain feature, so look out for that. All right, that's going to do. My name is Thomas Donville, also known as Anonymous. Until next time, bye-bye. This AppleVis podcast has been brought to you by the community of AppleVis.com for the latest in resources and tips and tricks to get you the best experience from your Apple device. Visit www.applevis.com.